Hi, thanks for joining us online. We're glad that you've chosen to access this message. It's so encouraging to know that God is using the ministry of Portico Community Church to touch the hearts and lives of people all across the world. If you have a story to share or a prayer request, we would love to hear from you at info at porticocanada.ca. To support our ministry, you can donate online by clicking on the Donate button at the top right of your screen. Once again, we're so glad that you've joined us. It's our prayer that this message from God's Word will deeply impact your life. Good morning. Wonderful. For those of you who are new, welcome, welcome. It's good to have you here. For those of you who I see all the time, it's awesome to see you too. Uh, it's a wonderful day. So nice to see all your lovely faces. It's, for all of you who are brand new, we have been going through a series called Dare to be Different, Living Your Life on Purpose, where we have been looking through the life of Nehemiah. We've been reading the Bible and looking through his story and seeing how he was able to fulfill his purpose, God's purpose for his life. And in the same way, we each here have a purpose in life. You are not a mistake. You're not an accident. You're not here by chance. We truly believe that you have a purpose, that God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life for you to fulfill. And so part of the journey is discovering that. Part of the journey is uh, going together with other like-minded people on that journey as well. Um, So it's just been an incredible series. We're, we're loving it. We're really enjoying it. And today's actually going to be the last day that we do it because we've got another, one, another awesome series coming up actually next week. Uh, for our Easter uh, series, we're going to be doing a series called Redemption Road, the journey that changed everything. So make sure, make sure that you come out to that. This will be a wonderful time to bring your neighbors, bring your uh, family, bring your friends, bring anyone that you want. It's just a wonderful place to connect. But we're going to get started today. We're going we're gonna to get uh, going. So why don't you open your Bibles to Nehemiah. If you've got your Bibles or your Bible apps, open them up. If you've got your notes, get ready. My sermon today is called Legends vs. Legacy. Legends vs. Legacy. <clears throat> And uh, just so you know, just, uh, just to be ready, we're going to be doing, uh, uh, we're going to be actually jumping around the Bible today, almost like a sword drill. Anyone remember what a sword drill was like, right? Uh, is when you got your Bible and you had to, uh, someone would say, find this verse, and you'd have to quickly open it, right? And uh, you'd get a prize like Jube Jubes or like um, Cheetos or something like that which always was great, right? So I remember going up to my parents when I started doing sword drills and be like, you know those Bibles with the tabs where you can see the books of the Bible? I want that, right? So we're going to be jumping around the Bible today. So uh, open up to Nehemiah. We're going to be starting in verse 11. But before we do that, I want to ask you a question. Seeing as we're talking about legends versus legacy, I thought it would be fitting to ask this. How do you, how do you think you will be remembered? How do you think you will be remembered? Ooh, right? Some of you are pretty confident in yourselves. I see the men in the room being like, awesome. I'm just going to be remembered as awesome, right? How will you be remembered? Will you be remembered as a legend 
or someone who left a legacy. You see, because legends accomplish something that stand out in a moment of time. Usually fame is equated with being a legend. And it's often measured in a moment of time that actually quickly fades as it comes. Andy Warhol, if you know the famous artist that looked like he needed just a lot of more vitamin D in his life, he, Andy Warhol predicted that in the future, everybody will be uh, world famous for 15 minutes. Everyone in the world will be world famous for 15 minutes. And that's where we get the whole 15 minutes of fame. And thanks to social media and, and techno, uh, technological advances with the internet and everything, you can have someone who lives in the middle of nowhere, like a, town, a country called Liechtenstein, which is a legitimate country for those of you who know geography. The rest of you are just thinking that I said the word lick the whole time. But people like that in this middle of nowhere place that you can't even fly into, you would think, how can someone like that ever have 15 minutes of fame, but easily they can post a video now and be world famous, they can go viral. And while legends accomplish something that stands out in a moment, legacies, people who leave a legacy, impact the way things are done in the future. If you were to look at the most impactful people in the world over the course of history, they're typically people that built a foundation that would last over time. So today, we're going to have a little bit of fun before we move on. We're going to play a little bit of a game. I'm going to show you a person on the screen, and I want you to say out loud whether they are a legend or a legacy. Everyone got it? You're going to say out loud legend or legacy. All right, so let's get the first person up. Bill Gates. Legacy, Bill Gates, Microsoft, right? Legacy, we're all kind of agreeing with that. Okay, okay. Next one. Anyone who doesn't know this, this is Mr. Ford, Henry Ford. Okay, legend. <laughs> Someone doesn't like Ford products. Okay, all right. So what are, we, what are we saying here? We mixed on this one, legend, legacy. One more time, let me hear you. Okay, okay. Next one. Okay, the Beatles. Legend, legacy. Come on. Everyone needs to know a Beatles song, right? All right. <laughs> Who is that? A bunch of British men that, yes, haven't done their hair today. Okay. Okay, so we're kind of in the middle. Le- legend, legacy. All right, next one. Billy Graham. You're Christian, you have to say that, okay? (laughs) That wasn't fair, that wasn't fair. Okay, next one. Some of you are looking at that, you're like, I don't know, right? What is that on her head? Um, These are the Wright brothers. The Wright brothers, so they made the airplane. Legend, legacy. Okay, yeah. At this moment, I was thinking about making a dad joke, you know, they weren't wrong in doing that. Right, but I didn't, but now I technically did. So, okay, we got the right brothers. And now the last one, legend or legacy? (laughs) 
You're all laughing. No one said legend or legacy. Come on, give me something. Legacy, legacy. <laughs> Icon, I'll take that. Yeah. Let's just go with Canadian hero, okay? Um, when you look at these different people, please take down that photo. Although he is a handsome man. When you look at, when you look at these different photos... The real difference between legend and legacy can usually be defined by a moment in time or a movement throughout history. That is the defining thing, a moment in time or a movement throughout history. And what we typically do is we memorialize legends. If you go to Toronto, uh, if you go to City Hall, if you go to uh, the Parliament buildings in Ottawa, what you will see is these massive statues that had these men and women that did these incredible things in history. They had these incredible moments that changed society, that, that defined culture for that day. But when we look at Nehemiah's life, often we remember him in one moment in time. We remember Nehemiah building the wall in 52 days. Right? For those of you who, who've read scripture, who know the story of Nehemiah, if I were to say, what did Nehemiah do, or who's Nehemiah to you, you'd be like, oh, he was the guy that built the wall. That's what we remember him as. So you think that in those days, they would have built him a statue. Maybe they would have built him a monument or, or something, uh, but they didn't. They didn't do that. So let me ask you this. Was his life about the moment or was it about the impact he left on the nation? When we really look at the story of Nehemiah, was he all about the moment or was he about leaving a legacy? Let me ask you the same question today. Are you about the moment or are you about leaving a legacy? Are you, are you concerned about fame or attention or are you more concerned about a foundation that will be left when you are gone? And so today, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about how to properly build a legacy. Because I actually think that all of us in the room here, we don't want to just live in the moment. But we actually want to be recognized, not for a moment, for leaving something of worth. I don't want to just have one moment in my life, but I'd rather have a movement that happened because of how I lived my life. To see my children's 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 children living a certain way because of the foundations that I built and my forefathers built before me. And I think that's how a lot of us want to live today. We want to build foundations that will surpass us. And so the question we need to ask today is, how do we build it? What are the keys to building a personal legacy? And so if you've got your notes today, if you've got your, your phones or your iPads out, I think the first thing that we need to do in order to leave a legacy is to travel together. Simple as that. If you want to leave a legacy travel together. There's a famous quote that says, a leader without followers is simply a person taking a walk. 
A leader without followers is simply a person taking a walk. And when you're intentional about building a legacy, what you are doing becomes less about you and more about those you serve alongside. You're not simply a person taking a walk because you're invested in the people you are inviting on the walk. And when I look at Nehemiah's life and what he did, what he accomplished, what I see is a man who constantly surrounded himself with others. He knew he wasn't just building a wall. He was reestablishing a people. Which is why he raised up leaders to continue in the work he had started. He wasn't about the moment. He was about the movement. And oftentimes when we see our purpose in life, we only see ourselves. But people who build legacies realize their purpose is bigger than themselves. And that they can do even more when they surround themselves and influence others. And that's exactly what Nehemiah did. You see the Bible in Nehemiah 11, verse 1 to 2. If you, if you look in, in your notes, it should be in your bulletin. But also, uh, if you want to open your Bibles, Nehemiah 11, 1 to 2. It says that after the, the walls had been built and the gates were put up, that, that uh, the leaders of the people were living in Jerusalem, the holy city. A tenth of the people from other towns of Judah and Benjamin were chosen by sacred lots to live there too. You see what Nehemiah is doing? While the rest of them stayed where they were. And then the people commended everyone who also volunteered to resettle in Jerusalem. So all these people were new residents to Jerusalem that Nehemiah had either put in a position of leadership or, or they volunteered to resettle because they cared about the vision. They caught what Nehemiah was doing and they wanted to be a part of it. And he was willing to do all that even after he left. You know, if you look at, at verse 2, one of the things I absolutely love the most is that it says that they commended the people who volunteered to live there. It was the people that they commended. They weren't uh, commending, they weren't acknowledging, they weren't celebrating Nehemiah for what he started. They weren't celebrating the project that he was doing. Rather, they commended the people who would see it through, even though it was Nehemiah that started the whole thing. You see, people who build legacies know it's not about themselves. And they don't want it to be about them. Because if it was about them, then it would end with them when they're gone. And that's a stumbling block for a lot of people. Is this idea that maybe, just maybe, someone else will get more recognition than I do. Someone else might get more money than I do. Someone else might get more praise than I do, and yet the person that leaves the legacy, don't, they don't see the, the, the things, the, 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 the gratitude and the praise. They see the foundations that they're laying. So what Nehemiah did to build a legacy was see that he actually prioritized people over projects. When you look at his life, he was intentional to prioritize people over projects, people over himself. Let me ask you this today. When it comes to finishing a project at work or at school or at home, 
even at church, when it comes to these things, when it comes to even fulfilling your purpose in life, how do you treat the people around you? Because that's a good idea of whether you're looking for recognition or whether you're wanting to leave a legacy. How do you treat those around you? Are there even people around you? Is finishing the task more important than the people you do the task with? Because unfortunately, what ends up happening when we prioritize projects over people, when we seek that legendary status, that fame, that, that financial safety net, when we're pursuing these things, what end, ultimately ends up suffering the most is actually your family life. That's the part that suffers the most. I remember hearing a story, a story about a man named George Mallory. And he's a, a famous rock climber that died attempting to reach the peak of, the, uh, of Mount Everest. And he had a memorial service uh, when he was much older. He got recognized for being one of the first, if not the first, to reach the top of Everest. And it was his son that actually came up and received the medal for him. And his son stood up there in front of all these people, and his son John looked out amongst all these people that saw his father as a legend. And with sadness and grief, because his father had passed away only when he was three years old from the climb, he said this, I would have so much rather had known my father than to have grown up in the shadow of a legend. When we are tempted to go for success in life, we often trade building a foundation for our family in order to build fame and fortune in the name of family. Right? I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for them. I do this. And you know what? Sometimes it's true. You are. I believe you. We're doing it for family. But not at the cost of your presence in their lives. You know, a lot of times we don't realize that the greatest legacy that you are leaving behind is not found in a checkbook. It's actually found in a heartbeat. The legacy that you are leaving behind that will drastically impact your family, that will drastically impact your neighborhood, your friends, your relatives, your coworkers, is not in your status. It's in your humility. It's in your presence in their lives. Your family might not always remember what you say, but they will remember how you made them feel. Your friends, your family, your co-workers not always remember the things you did, but they will remember your presence there. Those are the things that people remember. People will remember how you impacted them, how you invested in them much more than they will remember how you served their vision or how they served your vision. To leave a legacy, if you want to leave a legacy, travel together. I had a wonderful conversation even this morning. We talked about healthy balances, healthy balances, making time for family, being intentional with family, that we would be present with them in all these things, even in the small things. The second key to building a legacy, if you got your notes out, hopefully you still do, 
The second key to building a legacy is to keep the faith. Keep the faith. In other words, don't stop believing. I know some of you here are now singing a journey song in your head. That was on purpose. You'll remember it more now. Don't stop believing. I don't know what it has to do with red lights and all those things in the next part of the verse, but don't stop believing, trusting, and building a legacy. Keep the faith in building a legacy of faith in your family, building a a legacy of purpose, building a legacy of influence. Keep the faith. The truth is, is we often become whatever we commit to. Whatever you commit to is what you will become, which is why more than just finishing a wall, Nehemiah was intentional about restoring godly foundations in the people. He built the wall, but then you see this total change in his his mindset, not even a change. It was actually through even the construction of the wall. He was building up, raising up all these leaders, influencing them on how to live a godly life. This was constantly in his forefront because he knew that they would become whatever they commit to. That was actually what got them in trouble in the first place. The reason why they went into exile in the first place was because they were committed to other gods. They were committed to themselves. They were committed to other things and they lost focus on God. And as a result, they went into exile. And Nehemiah knew that the foundation of a kingdom was not in the walls. It was actually in the king, keeping his eyes focused on the king. And this is why Nehemiah in verse 10, 29 he makes them make a solemn promise to carefully follow all the commands and regulations and decrees of the Lord. He wanted the people to know to have those core principles in order to help them keep the faith. And that's why he reestablished things like uh, the reading of the word, of, of worship, of Sabbath, of a biblical lifestyle, of tithing, all these different things. He instilled, he reestablished them because he knew that in the long run, they would make a difference. You know, some of, some of us in the room were like, yeah, like, why do we, you know, why do we always have to read our Bibles? Why do we have to, you know, always go to church or do these things? Because the reality is, is none of these choices will ne- necessarily influence you or impact you or reward you always at the time. It's not always the case. It doesn't always reward you or impact you at the time, but they do impact you over a lifetime. They will make a difference in your family. They will make a difference in your life and the lives around you when you start living out these biblical principles. People will start to change because of what's going on within you, because of what you are putting into practice in your lifestyle. We know practice makes perfect. And so we do these things not out of condemnation, but out of delight because we know what they become as a result. We know the end game. We know the end goal. And that's why in scripture we read books like, uh, or, or Proverbs, like, uh, my son, keep your father's command and not, do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your necks. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. You ever notice that when you were in elementary and high school, your parents knew nothing, but then when you moved out on your, no, your own, your parents knew everything? 
There's a reason why we have teachings like this. Because it gives guidance, it gives wisdom, it gives insight. It teaches us how to live. It becomes second nature so that when troubles come our way, when anxiety or depression or these thoughts of fear or things start coming our way, we've had it so ingrained in our lives. It's become such a foundation in our hearts that we instinctively know what to do right away in that moment because we spent the time making these principles a part of our lives. It's like planting a seed in many ways right? You bury the seed, you give it proper soil, you water it, you give it sun, and you constantly give it attention. You don't always get to see the, 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 the product of your labor right away. It might be for you, it might be in your personal life, right? It might be in your family life, it might be in your workplace that you're doing this. You're, you're keeping the faith, you're constantly doing the work, you're planting, you're watering it, you're being intentional about it. And you might not be seeing the product of your labor right now, but you will. If not in this life, in the next life, it produces fruit when you're intentional to keep the faith. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Keep the faith. Because building a legacy is the same. You don't always get to see the fruit of your labor, but you trust that it will happen because you've set the foundations in motion. Finally, to build a legacy, you need to live beyond yourself. We need to live beyond ourselves. The purpose is to leave something of value for others to follow rather than building up something for yourself. You really get the heart of Nehemiah in, in, verse, uh, in chapter 13, verse 14. When he says this to God in a prayer, he says, remember me for this, my God, and do not blot out what I have so faithfully done. And here it is. For the house of my God, the things I've done for you and its services. What Nehemiah was doing was not for him. It wasn't about him. It was for God. It was for God's house and the worship that would go on there. It was for the benefit of the people to be in relationship with God. That was constantly his focus as someone living a legacy, building a legacy. And what it comes down to, it's the difference between significance and success. It's the difference between significance and success. I'd rather be significant than successful. I'd rather be significant than successful One brings meaning and influence and worth to someone, while success only brings worth to yourself at the end of the day. I'd rather be significant than successful. I'd rather make a significant impact on someone's life than be successful by people's standards. Because one goes beyond me and one ends with me. Just for a moment, think about those people in your lives that have lasted in your mind, that drastically changed your life. Think about those people. Would the world call them successful? And I'm not talking about, well, you know what? Steve Jobs really influenced my life, right? Changed my life because of the smartphone, blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about people that actually care about you.
Think about those people, those mentors, those who truly impacted your life. Most of them, by worldly standards, were probably not considered successful and yet drastically impacted your life because what they built in you was a legacy. To build a legacy, you need to live beyond yourself. No one leaves a legacy by accident. Friends, no one leaves a legacy by accident. Just like no one finishes well by chance, it's daring to be different. It's living your life on purpose rather than just existing. It's living on purpose for his purpose. So here's what I want to do to wrap up today. We're going to have a moment of reflection. A moment of reflection. And if you've got your your notes out or your phones out, I want you to write down these three questions. Or if you're really good at memorizing, feel free to memorize these ones. First question is what, is, what is your purpose? What is your purpose? Second question is, who am I intentionally connecting with? What is my purpose? Who am I connect, uh, intentionally connecting with? And finally, what are my action steps to take? What are my action steps to take? Now, here's what we're going to do. It might be a little bit uncomfortable, but we're going to just have some time of silence. Away from all the chaos, from, from, from the busyness of life, and we're going to take two minutes, and I want you to reflect on this. What is your purpose? Who, I, who am I intentionally connecting with? And what are my action steps to take? Thanks for watching today. Be sure to check out our other messages on this page. And you can also watch us live online every Sunday morning at 1010 a.m. Don't forget, share your story or send us a prayer request by emailing info at porticocanada.ca. You can also stay connected by liking our Facebook page or following us on Twitter at PorticoCC.